This podcast is not legal advice and should not be relied upon as such. You should always obtain legal advice about your specific circumstances. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of our podcast series looking at AI. My name is Lisa Ziegert and I'm the Director of Client Solutions at Hall & Wilcox. I would like to start by acknowledging the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of the land I'm speaking on today. I recognise their continuing connection to land, water and cultures, and I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging, and to all First Nations people joining us. In today's episode, we are discussing a really important consideration, the copyright issues arising from the use of AI. I'm delighted to welcome my colleague, Ben Hamilton, who is a partner and the co-lead of our technology and digital economy group. Ben, in the previous episode, we discussed how generative AI like ChatGTP is actually generating new content, unlike previous AI tools that have simply been reviewing existing content. So I'd like to start by asking, how does this new AI generated content fit within existing copyright laws? Yeah, hi, Lisa, it's good to be with you. Um, it's fair to say that in this area of AI generated content, where copyright fits in, it's a very uneasy fit. Um, I'd like to try to explain. So firstly, I think it's important to recognize that copyright is the central IP right in creative fields. Copyright is the IP right that's highly relevant to areas where there's written content, what we call literary works under the Copyright Act, uh, paintings and drawings, which are often artistic works, under the Copyright Act, but also copyright applies to films and sound recordings. And the tension arises because most content on the web will be copyright. So the web is full of written text, images, photographs, and graphic elements. And sometimes the use of this Im these images are governed by terms and conditions. So it's often a misconception that just because something is on the web, there's no copyright when in fact, it's often the opposite. There's plenty of content available on websites which are subject to copyright protection. Copyright also protects what we say, protects the expression of an idea and not the idea itself. And copyright is concerned with reproduction of an original work. That's really interesting, Ben. Is there an example you could give? Yeah, sure. There's a, there was a case a little while ago concerning the reproduction of paintings. And the artist was concerned that the, the alleged infringer had reproduced the style of the painting. So the, the alleged infringer had produced what we'd call original paintings, but they were painted in a very similar style to the artist. And the artist sued the, the creator of these, of these uh, different paintings, but in the same style as, as the original artwork. And unfortunately for the artist, was not successful. And the reason why is because copyright law does not protect a style. What it fundamentally is concerned about is the individual expression contained in each particular artistic work. And the unfortunate artist couldn't establish a connection between the other works that reproduced the style. She couldn't establish a connection between those works and her own original works. So the copyright claim failed. So expression or an individual expression of copyright, that's the way something is written, the way something is drawn, the way something sounds, the way that individual expression is expressed is a key copyright concept. Now, because AI platforms are generating content, which is often sourced from the internet, 
this is where there is a source of tension when it comes to AI content and copyright law. Right, so there is already a lot of content on the internet with copyright. ChatGTP is able to come up with some really great new content and it is seemingly original. But of course, a number of people can generate very similar responses by asking the same question. So this leads me to ask, does copyright exist in AI generated works? This is also a fundamental question. Now, as I mentioned before, the way a work is expressed is a key copyright concept. However, what is also key is this notion of authorship. So the idea is that if you are the author of copyright work, what you are protecting is an author's individual expression. In the area of AI generated content, often there is no human author of which we could speak. In fact, if there was a quote author, end quote, it might be regarded as a computer program. And this issue would be fatal in terms of owning copyright because it's pretty clear under the Australian Copyright Act that there needs to be a human author. So in the context where we might have humans that have coded the AI and programmed the AI to create content, that situation seems to me to describe a situation where the humans have created the creator. And that instance, because the creator is a program, they would unlikely to be copyright subsisting in AI generated content. Now, I think this is something people are really wondering about with these tools, providing the ability to fairly easily create new content, uh, but it is content that's already based on the work of others. Is AI-generated content infringing existing copyright? And what are the other key issues from a copyright perspective? Well, a clear issue is whether AI-generated content infringes existing copyright. And this is, of course, a key issue and a very live one, which we will chat about later on. But let's suppose there's a platform which starts generating artwork. And the artwork might be, in the eyes of the law, completely original. So it may look totally unique to any previous artwork in the past. Now, in of that self, that's probably okay from a copyright infringement perspective because it's not reproducing a substantial part of somebody else's copyright. However, if the platform copies existing artwork in order to learn and, and train itself on how to create new artwork, that original copying of those original work, including sourcing content from, from the internet, may well infringe the copyright that exists in those original artworks that are sitting in the internet. Likewise, in the context of written material, where an AI platform, say, for instance, creates an essay that is original, so it's expressed in a way that doesn't contain anybody else's expression, in the prose, in the paragraphing, in the, in the structure of the sentence, it might be otherwise original. But the challenge might be that if that AI platform sourced original essays and content and journal articles, and in doing so copied and reproduced those articles for the purpose of learning and training, then that may well constitute an infringement of the underlying copyright in those original essays. Yes, there's definitely potential for the AI tools to be influenced by the type of content that they're being trained on. Certainly early days with the use of these AI tools, but what are some of the emerging IP disputes that we're seeing? Well, we are aware that Getty Images is suing an organisation called Stability AI. And it seems to be that the issues that Getty is asserting are similar to the ones we've just been discussing. 
And this is a stability AI essentially produces what would otherwise perhaps be, be regarded as original photographs. And Getty Images is claiming a few things. It's claiming that it has not licensed stability AI to reproduce its copyright. Getty is claiming that it has terms of use on its websites, which prohibit reproduction of these images without a license. It's also claiming that stability has scraped links to billions of pieces of content, including from Getty's own website. And it's also claimed that images from Getty were used to train stability AI. And so this is a quite a significant case. Getty is asserting that stability AI essentially competes directly with Getty, of course, because it will look to sell images and photographs. And that, of course, is what Getty is doing as well. Now, it should also be pointed out that in the US jurisdiction, a key issue will be whether or not the activities of stability AI constitute fair use for the purposes of the US copyright law. Um, and that will certainly be an issue that the courts may well be asked to look at extensively. Now, in the Australian jurisdiction, there's no general defence of fair use. We have a much more narrow approach and we have what we call a fair dealing. Um, and we have various fair dealings. And if something is a fair dealing, it won't infringe the copyright. But the challenge under the Australian Copyright Act is that our fair dealing defences are quite narrow often and, and rigid and courts generally have little flexibility to apply a fair dealing offence. Whereas in the United States, the doctrine of fair use, which is of course a similar concept, but provides the court with more flexibility to rule. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in that case if it progresses further. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. So just following on from chat GTP and similar tools, possibly infringing copyright by copying and reproducing works for the purpose of learning and training, given the billions of documents that are already publicly available on the internet, how would you actually know that your work had been infringed and how would you be able to prove that? Thank you, Lisa. So one of the key issues is trying to establish whether or not there's a connection between the alleged infringing work and the original work that might be existing on the on the on the web. So one of the things obviously that is is relevant is how does the technology work? How does the AI technology platform work? Does it literally scan the the, the content? Um, or is it is it a more subtle means of extracting content? So that's a key issue. Um, and what we're looking for is, is I mentioned a connection between the original work on the internet and the work that's produced by the AI platform. Legally, what this is referred to as a causal connection. A causal connection is required to establish copyright infringement. And that goes to whether or not there is actually copying of the alleged infringing work um, from the original work. Um, how, can, how does a court often find or, or determine that copying has been occurred? Well, one of the key issues is, has the infringer, in this case, the AI platform, does it have access to the, to, the, to the technology? This could be revealed through the discovery process in a court, or it might be inferred from forensic activity um, or forensic activity and forensic investigation. Sometimes a court can also infer copying. So in the absence of di direct evidence of copying, sometimes a court has, has the ability to confer, to infer that copying has occurred. For instance, if the similarity between the alleged infringing work and the original work is so high, then a court can infer 
that copying is the explanation of that similarity. And then it'll be up to the alleged infringer to provide evidence to counter that assertion. So there are many tools by which um, someone can establish copying and a court can find copying. That sounds like it's still pretty difficult to prove. Does this raise the issue that copyright law needs to be reformed? Um, that's a good question, Lisa, and a very important one. And copyright is continually being reformed and the, the uh, importance of digital content um, and, and digital works has really propelled copyright law along. Um, what I can say is that copyright is often a few steps behind. That is, the copyright law is continually uh, adapting and changing as technology changes. And here's perhaps another instance where law reform should be looked at because obviously we have a fast advancing technology that is you know, making a lot of news and becoming quite prevalent. And so, yes, there's a question mark as to whether or not this area needs to be looked at and copyright law needs to be reformed. Thank you, Ben, for joining me today to discuss this fascinating topic. And thanks everyone for listening. As always, please get in touch if you have any questions. You can find our details on our website, which is at www.hallandwilcox.com.au or connect with Hall and Wilcox on LinkedIn. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please rate, review or follow our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again. Mm -hmm.